All right. So welcome to the podcast. Um, I am Carrie Freitas. Still getting used to that new last name over. It's been a year, but I still can't remember who I am half the time. Sometimes it's a hyphenate of Williams Freitas. Sometimes I'm Williams and sometimes I'm just my maiden name of Khan. No, I'm never that because I don't like that name. Um, Anyway, it's Interesting People I Know podcast with me. And I've got, of course, always have interesting people. People said I would run out of interesting people, but I haven't and I won't. So today's interesting person is Annabelle Brigandi. She's here, super cute, super stylish, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about deeper stuff about her foundation that she started. So welcome, Annabelle. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming. Even though you don't like to hear your voice, you're doing it. You're being brave. You're doing it for the boys. You have to do it for the boys. Um, So yes, we're here today with Annabelle Brigandi, um, a local gal, but mostly living in Uganda now. We're going to be talking to her about her journey to Africa, and then specifically to Uganda, where she has founded the Streets to Success Foundation to help boys be their best selves, live their best lives in Uganda, getting them off the streets um, into school, into vocational school. And I'm just super excited to learn more. And I'm excited to have Annabelle here today. All right. So you grew up here in Newport. You're from... I think I think it's a big family of five kids. Mm-hmm. Does that did, it probably seems normal to you? Uh yeah, and I think because our ages are pretty spread across. Like my oldest sister is ten years older than me. Okay, so yeah, it's a big and age so she moved out when I was eight years old, but she went to Chapman, so she was close by. Okay, um, and we're very like family oriented like I see all my aunts and my uncles and my nephews and nieces and everything like pretty much every week so it always seemed normal having a ton of people around because it was always like oh yeah those are my aunts my cousins and everyone's here oh that's so Uh, fun so you like grew up with a really like strong sense of family yeah which I think is a huge gift I think I grew up like as an only child like with just a dad so Mm -hmm. to me it was always like watching the Brady Bench or something, yeah. I'd be like, oh my gosh, that's the raddest well, that, thing. We kept joking how small our Thanksgiving was, and I'm pretty sure we still had like 10 people. What? And we're like, it's miniature, no one's here, because like a lot of our... Are doing whatever, yeah, they went to in-laws or something. That kind of thing, and we were just like, there's going to be no one here, and I, we still had like 10 Like or 10 so people, that would be yeah. like the biggest Thanksgiving ever <laughs> for me, so just for perspective. Um, so you grew up here, a uh, big loving family, um, and I think, you know... I think probably that kind of like, and your family also seems to me just like really down to earth and like very open and accepting and creative. And um, to me, all that stuff seems really supportive and awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're growing up in a place that like sometimes has weird, you know, like values mm-hmm. or like, um, you know, it's kind of one of those weird places to grow up where you can kind of get lost, I feel yeah. like super easily. And um, it sounds like you had the the blessing of that family to keep you grounded. And so you grew up here, happy life, et cetera. What makes you decide to go like all across the world to Africa? Like, I mean, it sounds really exciting, but it also sounds like really scary. Uh, Yeah. So I've always enjoyed traveling and going around. And before I went to Uganda, I was in Europe for a couple months. Okay. And I was just... Um, I enjoyed my time and I wanted to travel more and I knew when I was coming home that I was gonna like obviously start working and start 
like having a job and living a real life yeah and so i was kind of like well i mean it's kind of as good as a time as ever to go yeah i've always wanted to i've wanted to go specifically in east africa i've always been interested in kenya uganda uh tanzania like just for no other reason just besides the fact that it looked cool on yeah i mean you know, like had TVs you like read about things. it and saw it on yeah, tv like you know movies tvs books things like that like um so i've always been interested in it and i was kind of just like oh why not like why not try it like i'll probably enjoy it you know i haven't really been to a lot of places that i truly dislike so i'm sure i'll have a good time whatever and i originally was only supposed to go for a couple weeks and then i ended up extending for five months (laughs) were your parents like down with that were they like Um, sure like to an extent like they were happy for me 100 percent. like they were kind of always like well wherever you're happiest you know as long as you're safe and happy but like obviously we miss you you know that kind of way um so they supported me in a lot of ways and it was i I don't know if i would have done it if my family wasn't as hard yeah yeah how old were you when you were like when you got to Uganda? I was 18, just about turned 19. Okay. So I went in February, um, and then I turned 19 in March. So okay. Right there. And so, like, you get there, mm-hmm. and was it what you expected? Um, yeah, I, I didn't really go in with expectations, because I didn't know. And I knew a couple people that went to Uganda, but they all went to northern Uganda. I didn't know anyone. Like, they all went to, like, Gulu. I never okay. met anyone that was in, like, Kampala area. Um... So, like, I didn't really know what to expect. I tried to look up, like, you know, like, YouTube videos and things to see, but I didn't really know. And then how it worked is I was in, like, a volunteer house with, like, I don't know how many, 15 people, Were they, like, from, like, everywhere, like, Europe, U.S.? All around the world, all different ages. Okay. Like, through some kind of, like, organization? Yeah, so how this place were it's called volunteers to uganda and i found them through ivhq and ivhq is like kind of an umbrella organization that like connects um local organizations so it's like if i went to kenya it would be through ivhq would be very different than the uganda ivhq you know that kind of way um so i went and there's like yep about 15-ish people and most of them were there for long term as well like when I first went everyone was like yeah I'm here for six months I'm here for five months there wasn't a lot of oh I'm here for two weeks um which was like interesting as well which I think is kind of a big part why I extended as well because it was it did kind of like create like almost like a little family there because everyone was there for so long you're seeing how awesome like the people were that were like oh i leave in a couple weeks but i've been here for six months like it's been awesome i don't want to leave and so like it kind of created an environment where everyone was like a family again and like was enjoying their time and that's how i met ifa so she came two weeks before me so when i think she was like the second person i met when i was there and she's from ireland yes and her name is spelled really awesomely trippy yeah so it's like yeah but it's Aoife. yeah yeah and so did you is she the but she's a little older than you or are you guys the same age no she is 29 in january okay so did you hit it off with her like no no (laughs) we always joke that like the first time we met it was such an awkward interaction because when i first came it was like probably like 6 p.m or something and i was so tired and i remember like i just went into the room and she was in my room as well and i just fell asleep like fully closed nice to meet you gotta go i didn't say anything and then um I like woke up whatever the next morning and she like kind of made a joke about it and like I was awkward and didn't really say anything and I was like haha yeah and then like (laughs) 
Um, I forget how it started. I have a cat tattoo, and she made a comment how she hates cats, and I was like, oh, like, man. This is like, off to a great start. It, it was literally probably the first, like, two days. It was just like, you know, you just met someone. It's not going to be great. And then... Um, kind of saying like everyone would hang out kind of in groups like when we were so everyone had their own placements okay so like within so you got placed within like a local yeah some people were at charity or um, volunteer yeah some people were at schools at health clinics okay uh, whatever it may be um so we didn't hang out a ton during the day and then like afterwards for dinner and things everyone would hang out and then after like a week we're like oh yeah you're actually pretty cool no you're not just a weirdo that, that sleeps in the second yeah cannon. right you're like i'm just narcoleptic i yeah. can't help myself <laughs> did you did so when you went to uganda like obviously you'd like been fascinated with like east africa mm-hmm. it sounds like in the countries there did you also have a heart for service like did you know that you wanted to volunteer and like make a difference like and how did that um, feeling no, start I didn't was it just know. more of an adventure at first i knew that i liked working with kids i knew that i enjoyed that but originally i thought that like my like future and things would be more on the creative side like i was really interested into like special effects makeup Okay. And I was super interested in that. So I kind of assume that I would lean more in towards that. Okay. And that's kind of after I'd go. I would, like work in the entertainment industry yeah, doing special kind of, effects yeah. makeup. Yeah. I, was, I thought I was more leaning towards that. I didn't really expect. To Had you studied else. like that then? Like, because I mean, special effects makeup is like pretty specific. Yeah. yeah. So I studied a little bit and then I was planning on like my plan was, oh, I'm going to come home. I'll, you know, tra- like do my little Africa travels, my Uganda travels for a couple of weeks, and then I'll come home and then I'll go and learn special effects makeup. And that's what I'll do. Okay. Like, that was kind of my plan. And then I went there and I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> like, and you just, did you just like, how long did it take till you just felt that you wanted to be there? Like, um, well, I knew I wanted to extend my time like within the first couple of weeks. Okay. And I kept extending. <laughs> And then I didn't want to leave after five months, but I was like, okay, I probably should go. And then I, like, we're, a lot of us would talk about it. It's like, where are we going to go next? And then it was kind of the, like, well, I would love to come back here because I want to see the same people. Like, I don't want to just be, like, the person that says goodbye like, and you jumps in and out. Again. There's yeah. no, like, continuity. So I was like, I would like to be able to come back and know the people that I'm coming back to and blah, blah, blah. And then I was also kind of like, Oh, but like, should I like, but I also want to see so many other places. Should I like go somewhere else and then maybe come back here and this. Um, so, but like at the end of the day, I knew I was like, no, I, w- I want to go back there. I love it there so much. Like, it's so beautiful there. The people are so great, blah, blah, blah. And so it just made sense. So I left um, in June and then I came back the following February. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when you were first, like for the first five months that you were there, like what was the work like that you were doing like in country? Like what yeah. so what does that look like? Originally, I was working in an orphanage and then I ended up leaving and working at a special needs school. And then I still keep in contact with the special needs school. I love them. They're incredible. The lady who runs it is like the coolest lady. She is, she was a nurse, like a, just a registered nurse and then while she was working there is some sort of seminar i guess about disabilities and that just like caught her interest and she's like i want to do that okay. and then started trying to work in the hospitals there and then wasn't completely happy and then just like with no income or anything created the school 
and it's wow. anyone can go any ages any is she disability from um yes. uganda okay. yeah she's well technically rwanda but okay. she lives in she's uganda. african yeah yeah she's half rwanda half uganda and um so she is like running this little school just her every now and again she has some volunteers every now and again maybe one of the kids parents will come and it's anywhere from like some days it's like five kids some days it's like 12 to 15 and it's all kids. special needs kids yeah. well there's one girl i don't think she goes there anymore there was one young girl like two years old three years old whose mom worked next to the school so she just happens to she drop just her off went. there she was super sweet but um i believe she's now going to a proper schooling because don't you have you have like a special needs education or like aid background don't you like yeah, working with so those kids i have when I'm home, I'm, like, a caretaker for adults with special needs. Okay. And then, so I have a few, like, certificates and things to help, but I'm not, like, a nurse or a teacher. Right, but you had, like, some background yes, in that. So yes. when you and would, like, volunteer, are you just, like, helping however you can? Like, is there so a structure the to school, it? So school, it was more so, like, I would refer to it more almost like a lifestyle school. It wasn't so much, like, okay, Academic. sit down and we're going to learn. Like, because it was such a wide variety of ages and disabilities, we did try to do, like, obviously basic letters and writing, but it was also, like, learning how to cook, learning yeah. how to braid, learning how to sew, or learning how to garden, learning your so personal like you said, all those important health. life skills that yeah. you need like, to know. sex ed, like, kind of more just, like, a general lifestyle kind okay. of thing. Yeah. Um, And then with... And then we would try to cater it where... We would do smaller groups with certain kids to cater towards them. So, like, more of the older boys that are higher functioning, I would we would work together to learn, like, money management. Cause right, because be, they're ready for that. Yeah. And then uh, the younger boy would try to teach sign language, too, because he's deaf. Right, okay. And like, so, like, kind of customize it. Yeah. And I feel like when you said about... Um, the woman that started this school, like she started it with like no income and just yeah. did it. Like that struck me as kind of what you've done, <laughs> like with Streets to Success. Yeah. Cause I mean, I guess let's talk about, okay. So, cause I want to get into like what you're doing now mm -hmm. too. So, cause we got some good background, but it's like, it's such an awesome, like inspirational leap of faith that you went there for what you thought was two weeks. You're going to come back and be it, like do like special effects makeup. And then mm -hmm. suddenly like you're going to stay in Uganda you were there for five months and then you decide you're going to come back and like make a difference and actually start yes. your own thing. Like, how does that even happen? Um, yeah. So me or I met them first, I think I, so I originally went to an outreach in Chisenyi to meet okay. the boys. And Chisenyi is the, a slum So area. it's the largest slum. It's very hard to get like proper stats I know we there, talked about this like yesterday. The largest like. slum, some say Kampala, some say Uganda. Okay. So for sure the largest slum in Kampala. Which is a part largest. of Uganda. Yeah, Kampala is the capital. Okay. And it's where most of the people reside. Okay. Yeah. So um, Chisenyi is a, a big slum, it sounds yes. like. Okay. Yes, it is. And um, so I went there and I kind of just helped, like, played games, helped deliver You just, food, like, whatever. literally walk into a slum and, like, find people on the street. I mean, like, that you make so it sound I so, went like, through chill, an outreach. But, so how okay. it went, it was, like, a group of people that have already been going and outreach that's already established. So okay. I kind of just followed their lead. So I went, and then they're like, okay, we're going to where we do program. And so we just walk around, and the boys come join us. Like in the streets? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then um, I went, and then I told Aoife, and I was like, Aoife, you have to come, because 
obviously I didn't I had my first aid and things but I try not to do medical unless it's very simple and I need to because and Ifa is, is a, a nurse. nurse okay so she is um she's trained in like disability and mental health um but so I told her I was like you need to come and you need to come and do medical uh because there is one other nurse maybe two other nurses that were there long term but there's so many boys that it was kind of hard to keep up and I was like it'd be great if you could come and she was like yeah yeah I'm I'm busy this week or whatever I'll come next week and then she came and she was like oh yeah no I love this too <laughs> like it's great so she felt like you did like really connected to it like immediately like um, to the yeah, work yeah it was like it is definitely different than what I was used to and it was a little more overwhelming but like it was in a good way can you describe like take me through because it sounds so like um foreign to me like to walk into a slum so it's a little so where this is it's near where the big bus park is so like if you're taking the big like kind of school bus sizes to around so it's near that and it's typically you'll find young boys as young as like six and then up to living on the streets yeah they're six and they're by themselves i mean they're with a group of boys but there's no parent no some of the older boys will kind of like help the younger boys um but then typically it's kind of like they stop around 20 ish but then there's a handful of the older older men that typically seem like they have more like mental health issues and things so you have little kids to 20 somethings yeah and why are they living on the streets aside from economic issues like why are little kids by themselves on the streets there's a lot of variables there's one that a lot of um them don't come from kampala they come from other districts and there's this idea of oh if i come to kampala i get money like oh kampala is like the city to be in like there's no money at home if i go to kampala i'm gonna get money would parents send their little kid by himself to go get money sometimes not always they run away or do they not have family like there's been i wouldn't say they send them but like we've heard stories of the parents like when the kid runs away they're like we understand there's no money here like they understand and they don't go try to find their kid sometimes they do not all it's 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 hard because like a lot of them come from far districts and like we're very quick to pick oh my god why wouldn't they go searching but it's like first of all they don't know that they went to kampala they could be so the kid ran away and they just don't know and they don't have the money and the resources to to go after to go do it yeah and so like it's hard for them to like find their kids um so it's not as easy as just like no it sounds like like it's like not going to la and being like you know getting but it's like even if like today if you know someone ran away and we didn't know where who's to say they're not in texas who's to say they're not mexico who's to say they're not in canada right and so are there just a ton of young boys on the streets like is it a big issue every so how schooling kind of works there is um typically boarding school and it's okay. kind of almost like a year-round school it's like you go to school for three months you're off for a month you go to school for three months and it's not like boarding school like here where it's like for really wealthy people like no. it, it is more expensive obviously okay. but it's boarding school is a very very common thing like pretty much every school you see is, is a boarding, boarding school okay. with a day school program okay um so typically it's kind of like whenever a new term starts and typically if the parent can't afford for the kid to go to school that's whenever a new term starts there's a lot of new boys in Chisenyi because it's like they realize there's no money so they left okay Uh, then there is cases a lot of them leave because of abuse 
Okay. And then there is cases of like their family passing away. Right. So like a lot of different sad situations lead to them being there. And like you're saying, so sometimes if they, part of it can be because they can't afford school, they just Mm -hmm. end up on the streets. Mm -hmm. Um, and do they sleep in the streets? Like, is this like a home? Yeah. Does it look like homelessness to you? Yeah, like, is it, it is homelessness. There is not every kid. So, like, obviously, each kid is like unique and different. But like, a lot of the kids do just sleep outside on the streets. And then they, some like, of them do have like places to sleep. Okay. And, but in the day, because they usually do like child labor in the day to make their money and things. And then typically, not always, they usually um, do drugs as well. So they're usually quite high. Oh, it's so hard. With child labor, like what what kind of, is that just manual like? A lot of times they collect scrap. So like bottles or like metal scrap and then they sell it to places. They'll carry water jugs. They'll just Are like they manual hungry? labor. Like so they're doing drugs They do drugs often. to keep warm, to not stay hungry, to sleep better. To cope, basically. Yeah. So you go in like with this group outreach and, mm-hmm. you know, and like what are you seeing are these kids like do they not want to talk to you do they are no, they suspicious they're super, like, like they're all really excited and i mean obviously you know they're a bunch of teenage boys not every single person is the nicest kid ever but as, obviously their circumstances aren't great either but they're all like incredibly nice a lot of them have great english so you can have a really good conversation with them a lot of them are super helpful to you like they'll be like oh do you want me to carry your bag or like oh look i you know like i got you this or whatever it may be or i drew you this picture like a lot of them are incredibly friendly and like excited and then so do they want your help like are they i mean not everyone i know like you said but and like how do you even start to approach them like so um so what ended up happening is me and Aoife were going to that program and then our friend who's like on the board esther she started coming to the program as well and then we started going every day without a program. We would just go in and Aoife would do medical. We would get some food for some of the kids. We would go to like basketball class and we would kind of just hang out, play cards, whatever, get to know the kids. And then we ended up um, leaving the outreach we were going to. Um, we just decided we didn't want to work with them anymore. And then at this point me and esther were already sponsoring a couple kids so esther was sponsoring one and i was sponsoring two and we weren't doing it through an organization because we're trying to figure it out like we just decided we were going to and we're like we'll figure it out as we go yeah okay with sponsorship is that like taking them physically in somewhere or paying for things so originally we wanted them to go to the organization we were working with but then we cut ties with them and so we weren't going to send them there anymore but it was essentially just going to put them into um like primary school which would be elementary school and then my other kid that i was sponsoring he was going to do like welding school and is that it requires money yes obviously and then are you also as a sponsor like mentoring and like overseeing it to make sure they're going to school yeah so we our approach to all the kids is we are all very mental health focused in the sense that we think that their mental health needs to be in the right order and things and that like before anything else almost yeah. yeah and so that's kind of like when we take a kid in we don't immediately put him up to sponsorship we don't immediately send him to school because we're like we need to see how he is yeah. stable in this environment see if there's any concerns before we move forward and we don't agree that like 
or we don't think that we can give them like street su- streets to success and yes. have a successful future if they are like not if they mentally have bad, yeah. healthy so we work on their mental health we try to get if they need it like therapy and just do like different kind of outlets within the house like do art do exercise talk to us like whatever and then try to do like positive negative reinforcement for some of their yes. behaviors because obviously at the end of the day they are they're kids teenage boys you yeah. know they're not going to be perfect angels. they need like parenting yeah in that sense so we try to do like praise them when they're doing good and if they do something bad be like we need to sit down and talk about yeah what this did is why that, we don't blah, do blah, this blah, blah. Yeah, yeah you know um so we try to have that's also a big part of why our house of boys we have like 25 boys and we kind of have a smaller number than some other organizations okay. is because we want to make sure that we are giving every boy in that house like, like a that chance. level yeah. of attention. And we don't want it to be like, oh, yeah, we could have 100 kids and then not know who's in the house and not care how they're behaving. Yeah. Like we want to hold all the kids to a high standard because yes. like, we know you can do good right. and we believe in you. And I know, you know, you can do good. So yeah. let's work and it, it takes a lot of attention. And so you so you <coughs> start like with just sponsoring like a couple of kids mm-hmm. like literally from the streets just like a very grassroots like yeah and and i think you both as partners think like we can do this in our way that we think yeah. might be better so but yeah. you've got a house like how so do you even start Aoife to do that we're very um we're talk about it like oh we, we want to do more for these kids one day blah 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 and then the situation within Shisenyu was getting more and more dangerous and for you also for the boys okay i mean not for us in the sense that like we weren't sleeping there because it's usually the bad things happen at night at night okay <clears throat> and so we kind of were just like now this is good it's a time as ever and we had a few other people we were working with that were there that were like yeah let's do it like i'll help you i'll pitch in i'll help pay for food like to get blah, 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 a, blah. Ho- a literal house like a, yeah to house so i mean a house is a rough term it was very small at first because we were only housing a couple boys okay. um and it was we had a like so there a little backstory when you're there as a sign of respect a younger kid will call like an elder as like an uncle or auntie okay so like if i went into tristani everyone's auntie 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 uncle 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 uncle. so we got uncles quote unquote to stay in the house at night and to be there and then we would go in do you want some water (laughs) yes please. yeah hold on murphy i'm gonna grab her some water real quick sorry oh oh, thank you i'm good um this is like so fascinating yeah so uh they would say that at night and we would go in the day and we would try to do like kind of like classwork with them like teach them math and english and everything and then we specifically tried to cater to the boys that are older and that have been Thanks, on the Murphy. streets thank you so much thank you um the boys that have been there for a while because there's less and less options for them okay a lot of organizations are like under the age of 13 under the age of 16 and our average age is 18. oh so that's great so you were actually also filling a niche that wasn't being addressed as well as like the older yeah and there definitely are organizations that help the other boys but we just felt um that there wasn't enough Okay. And we don't we do help the younger boys. Our youngest boy is like seven. So okay. it's not just the older boys, but the majority of our boys are older. Okay. And so you found uncles, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So you had to find men that the boys would also trust, that yeah. you would trust. And how did you find 
those people to be on part of your team. Um, so we definitely have gone through some that we didn't fully agree with and then we didn't like. Yeah. Um, but now we're really happy with our staff currently. We have one uncle, Vicent, and I don't even know how we our second house we lived in. He just kind of like came to the house one day and was like, like can, I, I work? can I work with you? You're like, and okay. we're like, sure. And then it came to find out that he had mutual friends, that he wasn't just a random person. But our first impression was like, because he, he didn't tell by. us like, hey, I'm friends with blah, blah, blah. This is how I know you. He was just kind of like there. And we're like, OK, okay this is kind of a random guy. I guess he can like sit and talk to us. We yeah. Figure it see out, what whatever. We think. But he's awesome. He is. He used to be on the streets okay. as well. And so he identifies. He actually knows some of our boys. And they would be like, when we were younger, we fought. And I was like, Vincent. Like, yeah, like, we're not going to do that here. Yeah. But it's great because he, he has never, the, like, the, he's, the credibility, the, though. Yeah, like, no, but it's just, like, kind of yeah. funny because we're like, oh, you're an uncle. You used to be one of them. Like, yeah, whatever. right? That's so funny. Uh, but he's, like, the calmest, like whenever house gets a little crazy when even it's just like wow like everyone's dancing and we're always like oh sorry Vincent, like it's crazy and he's like no it's fine like he's just the most mellow yeah but you guy. need someone like that that's yeah. like unflappable but it's also like he loves having fun with he goes and plays like soccer with the boys mm. he dances with them takes them to the beach like he's kind of like their friend as well as their mentor um and he's been working with us for like a year now over a year okay a year and a couple months um, and then we have one of the guys that works with us in Treseni for the outreach. He kind of similar. He just kind of works in the area and came up and was like, hey, do you help? need any help? Yeah. And we're like, yeah, sure. Like, we'll get to know you, whatever. And he's, it's great because since he's from the area as well, he can be there at all times as well as like kind of be the eyes and ears for us. Yes. So like he talks to the boys when we're not there whatever but then if there's anything concerning like a medical thing he can text the phone be like hey this kid you know has a wound on his foot can you come in tomorrow whatever and okay like, yeah of course and then when like the police raids are bad he gives us a call and is like boys are getting arrested just so you know like so it's really helpful having both of them because like not they can only, navigate the local yeah, neighborhood. Yeah, because not, like, not only are they just, like, great workers to begin with, but the fact that they also know the language and know the area and, like, know the people and everything, it's a big benefit. Yes. And so you started off with just housing a couple of boys, like, mm-hmm. with smaller. So, like, how big, like, how many boys are you housing currently? Um, Like, around 24, soon to be 25. Are they all in the same, or like, do you have to have different houses for them? Are they all? So we have one big house, and then each room has like multiple bunk beds. Okay. So it's kind of like a dormitory. If Yes. Similar. And do you like feed, clothe, like what yeah. services do you all provide? So we do all that. So okay. you typically for the clothes, um, we will get them like a small amount of clothes when they first come into the house, like maybe like two or three outfits. And okay. then the boys all share their stuff. Like even if we try to get something specifically for one boy within a week, every single boy is wearing the shirt. <laughs> um, but so they, especially the boys that are the younger ones, because the older boys are all kind of the same size. So they can, even if they come in with like two outfits, they can have a different outfit every day because right. they have, they can all share and they all like to share because we don't enforce that we tell them if you don't want to share your thing yes, that's okay. okay it's your thing to keep nice and they're like no 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 you can wear it whatever but that's the younger sweet, boys because there's not really any smaller boys to wear the same size he needs his own wardrobe yes 
So we do that. And then food we do for sure, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay. And then throughout the day, they might have snacks. And we have a big garden with like papayas, avocados, bananas, guavas, like all these different fruits and things. And they pick that and eat Do that they garden food. too? Like, do they keep it up and everything? Like, do they have yeah. to work around the house like to keep so, it clean? Yeah. So every day they all have one chore they have to do. And okay. it's typically just like they're, you know, they have to clean their floor like yep. in their bedroom they have to make their beds um and then they also cook their food okay and part of the reason why we do like the chores and things is one to teach them like respect of their things and also because a lot of them are older that their sponsorship will be shorter and that they will be leaving the house and living on their own so soon. it's like a life skills yeah and then on top of that the boys that go to boarding school that's what they do in boarding school every morning in boarding school you make your bed you sweep the compound you do this you do that so it kind of is like getting them prepared to go back for to that school. next step and so is the goal, because I mean, I think we've talked before about with the mental health stuff, there might be anger issues with mm-hmm. these boys, understandably, you know, or like PTSD, probably maybe from mm-hmm. abuse or other things. Yeah, there's a few different diagnoses and um, different treatments that we're going for with the boys. Uh, but we try to keep it like with we we try to work with the boys to be like we understand this is hard and we're not going to force you to do anything but we really want you to in the sense of like mental health is so tricky because it's like obviously we can't we're not going to force the boys to do anything but like with therapy especially when you're working through trauma you might have good a few times but there always becomes a point in therapy that you don't want to go in yeah because it's too hard so it's trying to work through that point of being like we understand it's hard but that's how we know it's you know it's, it's working working and on top of that mental health is still um not accepted um not is super that really widely talked known. about yeah, yeah it's like not a it's, thing yeah so there. there is like it's very up and coming and like both of the therapists we go to we adore and they are both from uganda ugandans you know so it's not like uh like some american coming in and going we're gonna yeah, do no. therapy like that yeah, you no. don't understand so it's definitely up and coming but for a lot of the boys they don't fully understand the pro- like what yeah. mental health is and how it can affect you and what it means like a lot of the times they're like oh are they going to scan my brain and like yeah. is there something wrong with my brain and right. we're like, no there's nothing wrong with right. you and we try to explain like all of us have gone to therapy all of yeah, us it's like a hard thing to explain like, that to know. someone who's never and especially because a lot of them have beautiful english but it is there'll always be an english like language barrier yes um but a lot of them i think it's gotten to the point as well that there's enough of them in it and they've been doing it long enough that they don't feel weird going because at first when it was just like two boys going it was like like, why are we just us two going right you know and now we have a decent amount going we've been doing it for like a year now with some of the boys that they're more comfortable with it and so i mean talk about like a gift of a lifetime it's like the mental health part Mm -hmm. is so critical yeah and with your goal then of getting them in a healthy place to be able to really take advantage of boarding school or a trade school so that's a goal of yours Mm -hmm. with streets to success and then once they're ready then and the sponsorships that you're looking for that like someone like me anybody listening Mm -hmm. can help like the money that we give goes to like the obviously room and board obviously the therapists i would assume so it um, works school. it varies child child okay because not every kid is going to do the same schooling and not every kid is going to need therapies so it definitely varies okay and you can sponsor a kid just for therapy and not for the schooling 
Okay. So like one of our boys, he has a sponsor for his therapy and he has a sponsor for school. Two different people. They didn't oh. know each other. Okay. And it all works out where when you pay like if you choose to sponsor a kid, you're choosing to sponsor his schooling. So it's not like, Oh, I wanna sponsor that kid, but I don't wanna pay for that schooling. It's like, no, no, no. Like you don't you, like, you don't pick one and the other. Like it it goes hand in hand. So typically the older boys, since they are doing vocational school and things, it's usually cheaper and a lot shorter. Okay. So that is um, when that is a lot of people kind of not prefer that sponsorship. I don't want to say that. It might be like an entry level one yeah, where you're it's just e- it's learning. easier to digest because some of the boys, like um, our youngest boy, is gonna he's gonna be in first grade. He's gonna need it until you know end of high school. So he's yeah. gonna need that long term sponsorship. And so you have sponsors commit to the long term yeah and that's what we try to like we tell people like we understand no one can tell the future who's to say in four years what's to happen with your financial standings or where you are in life or your health or anything but we want you to go into it with the intention of doing it yeah we don't want you to go in and being like oh yeah he's cute i want to do it but like oh like just this year yeah you know yeah so it's kind of like well if you can only do a year we have some of the older boys that only need schooling for a year or you can sponsor a boy for therapy because you know typically they don't go to like like some of the boys in therapy it's like um they don't go like every week it's kind of like maybe once a month maybe once when they need it like the further they're along into therapy they've gone so it's like so you can do that or you can sponsor an event you can sponsor food for the house you can sponsor wasn't there like a beach trip or something like what was that like you could sponsor a party i feel like yeah so there's different things for one for christmas the christmas party is at the beach okay and so that will be the boys in Chesani and the boys in the house and we'll go to the beach because there's usually a christmas celebration we'll do food and we'll get them like clothes and gifts and whatever how many boys would be impacted by that party so like how it would many be the boys in the house like 25 boys uh-huh. and then in Chesani, we typically would bring around 80 boys that's great okay and it's like a hundred plus yeah boys yeah so they would go and then you can also just sponsor a beach day for any random day okay but it would um because there is so many boys and so many kids that it would kind of depend on the school schedule and which staff is able to work those days you know to make sure everyone's safe right um but yeah so that you could sponsor that and that would be same thing sponsor um the beach day would cover transport food uh, chance to bathe, water, uh, entrance fees to the beach. Okay. All that kind of thing. Like, so, like, if you're thinking about becoming a sponsor um, or, like, a, you know, obviously someone that wants to invest in what you're doing in Uganda through Streets to Success, mm-hmm. like, what, like, what, I mean, I know every dollar helps, obviously, but, like, what would it typically cost to sponsor, like, um, like, ballpark, like, for, like, an older boy who's going to vocational school for a year? Like, what does that look like? ish um I'm trying to think. so for joseph who i sponsor he is doing welding and it'll be for like a year and a half two years total okay. he does like it's not a typical school it's like an apprenticeship okay so for let's say transport you can either buy a bike and they can and that's a one-time cost and that'll okay. be their entire thing and that's like a hundred bucks for a bike okay or you can pay like monthly or three months at a time because it's the same thing three months of school yes break, three months okay school. and that would be i'm trying to think it would be like so welding school for three months is like 
$75. Wow, okay. And then for transport, it would be like, I'm trying to think right now. I'm trying to convert, no, the, like to, I'm trying oh, to to convert, convert. the transfer. Uh, so it's like 25,000 shillings a week. So that's like 100,000. So it's 25 a month for I mean, transport. So there are like, you and can make a big impact with like what we would consider sitting here today in Orange County. Yes. Not a whole lot of money. Yes. I mean, a bike that provides transport for a young man to actually get to a school that's going to change his life would only be a hundred dollars. I mean, yeah. again, a hundred dollars is money, but it's like, how yeah. often do we drop that at a dinner? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so that's a huge impact for, mm-hmm. um, and so, and then I think one thing that makes you all different aside from you're addressing mental health more than I think maybe some of the other organizations are, or, or you're yeah. very committed to it, but also like how long you commit to these boys. It mm-hmm. seems like that seems so important and the right thing to do but also really labor intensive yeah and yeah. well we also try to make sure that they if possible that they have a connection with their family and we do home visits and phone calls and things and we try to slowly start um making it more of a common thing like their relationships and start working with the boys through their issues with the family start talking to the family and things like that so they can talk and work through the issues so that at the end of their sponsorship Mm. if they want to they can go back home because some of the boys want that but there's just like they need to work through the problems that they have and talk through it before they can go back so that's a big thing as well is that like we want there to be a connection like all the boys in the house has some form of connection with their family for the most part some of them not as much some of them call their family every week some of them only talk to them once a year yeah Um, but you want to make sure that you do what you can yeah and the family knows that their kids are okay and safe and you know all that awesome that's a huge i didn't think to ask you about that i mean that's a Mm -hmm. huge aspect of what you're doing that's also a, a big gift for the family and for the boy yeah um, going into the future to have some kind of relationship and we all know that like you know everyone has sometimes you have like fraught relationships with parents or like different siblings I mean mm-hmm. I think a lot of us have been through different stuff where it's really nice to have someone on the outside like helping to like bridge that gap yeah especially in these situations which could be more traumatic you yeah. know um if you like what's your goal with streets to success like how big do you I mean should it not be big so you can like um, watch all the kids closely or should it yeah well we have like a few different types of goals like one obviously would be to if we're just focusing on the house it would be like to get all of them successfully through their sponsorship get them successfully through their therapy if they need it get them like a job and things and we would like to eventually like build our own house get our own plot mm-hmm. of land okay and like with more time and more staff, we could have more boys. But like, if we were to continue with this amount of staff, we wouldn't want any more. Right. Not that we wouldn't want, but we couldn't you handle couldn't any more boys. Serve them like you but want to serve. But if we could get something where it'd be like eventually, we had for every one staff there was four kids, five kids, okay. or something. That would be ideal. You know, yes. something that and we so could grow with the right yeah, staff. It, I don't think we would ever want to be the one where it's, you know, a big house full of 200 kids. No. But it'd be great if we could get like 35 kids, you know, okay. 10 more kids. Because right. since the sponsorships are shorter, that there is kind of not a rotating door, but it's like Joseph, for example, he's supposed to be done with his sponsorship spring, summer. Of time. 2020? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, because I started sponsoring him. I've been sponsoring him for a year and 
seven months eight months something like that okay so like he wasn't always in school he didn't go to school for a while he focused on his mental health this and that um but so and then now he's taking a break for christmas holiday and then but so he once he's done and then we could keep him in the house for a little bit while he works and saves up his money yes and then maybe in a and then he can launch he successfully out, yeah and then that leaves a new spot yeah yeah do you have any boys available for sponsorship currently um or will you be having some new we'll boys have some soon? Hopefully soon okay because we do keep the trial period of we want to assess them for yes. like a little bit before okay. they can go up but soon Right. And yes. so, but in the meantime, money's still needed. I yes. mean, it's not like. So you can donate to the general funds in which okay. we use it to like, it all goes to the boys. At yes. this point, none of the money goes to pay for the staff. Okay. So all staff is voluntary. And then, but it would go towards food. It could go through clothes. It could go, we have some dogs. It could help pay for the dogs. Okay. It can help pay for, you know, movies for the house games for the house it could pay for outreach clothes yes. for outreach obviously you know, these outings are you know the outings that yeah. to the beach are still something we can i mean and again you know before we know it you'll be having other boys for sponsorship so yeah. it's like there is always need for yeah, people to donate need. and there's always like um like even just like the little things i don't even think about like oh crayons to color with footballs like uh, shoelaces socks like yeah, underwear little, like all those little things the daily like, things really we take for granted yeah it's like very um goes a long way okay you know? and like what you're here just for because you come home to raise money to yeah. work and raise funds mm -hmm. to, and then go back so you're here i know that tomorrow night because we're talking on mm -hmm. friday december 6th so on saturday december 7th there's a fundraiser it's a silent auction. There's art up for grabs, which sounds really cool. Yeah, I will be there. Stuff. And it's at Shares, S H E R apostrophe S. Is it like Shares Gallery or Shares, Shares Studio? Shares Art Gallery. Okay, and it's on the peninsula, Balboa Peninsula. Yeah, it's. Um, or where is she? Let me get things. Yeah, because I think, and I'll it's post this close. too on my um, social media. But it just sounds like such a fun event because it'll be like a fun party. Um, you can bid on some really great original artwork by local artists, which who doesn't love that? Yeah, she's on West West 17th Street. Okay, so she's here. Yeah, she's close. Okay, I don't know why. I used to think she... Was she, she on that peninsula she was before? On, yeah, she okay. just moved like... Oh, awesome. So yeah, she's like, we're at the studios. Yeah. We're on well, West 17th. Well, when I came back, this was the first time I saw her new studio. Okay. So it's been new. So it's really close to where we're at. So it's in, on West 17th Street in Costa Mesa. Mm -hmm. um, and it's going to be tomorrow night from, is it 6, six to, eight. to 8? Okay, But perfect. the bidding closes at 7.30. Okay, good to know. Yes. Because I want to be there. And I know there's a painting that Annabelle wants that no one else can bid on. No, I'm yes. kidding. <laughs> Other people can <laughs> bid on it. <laughs> and then we're also selling our shirts and things there. Oh, you are? Okay. Mm -hmm. So you'll have Streets to Success Foundation shirts. Yeah. And other and kind of merch and stickers and then yeah there'll be a couple other like small things um like gift certificates and things like that oh that's awesome there's also these t i really like it. it's like uh someone made little vases like three little vases and then made their own candles in the vases oh that's it's, awesome like little small like round ones oh that's so fun yeah, they're super cool i told my mom i want a bit yeah of you're like that's i fine. was like i know this is i mean me, like, despite what you're this. hearing annabelle isn't gonna buy everything so you still need to come <laughs> and buy stuff because there's only so much you can buy she's already sponsoring the kids are working as a volunteer <laughs> um what would you say um i guess kind of in closing like two things one is like what would you tell people listening to this that um 
you know, may want to take this kind of adventure that you took to mm-hmm. Africa, like, how has it changed your life? I mean, and it's changed your life in very obvious ways, but mm-hmm. like, how has it changed you as a person? Um, well, I think the first thing is like, obviously, I have made a lot of mistakes along the way, and that I'm as still, we all do in yes. life, no matter what. And I'm still trying to learn and still try to educate myself and try to understand everything better. And we all are learning every day. Um, but like the main thing is like I did the same exact thing. So this isn't me being like pointing fingers at everyone. But like what we have really been like struggling with is trying to end because part of our work is like empowering the kids. And part of that is like being the advocates and we are really, really trying to end the exploitation of the kids through social media and of other organizations, other volunteers, of whoever it may be. You see a constant overflow of photos of the boys sleeping, yes. the boys doing drugs, of the boys fighting, whatever it may be. And we're constantly trying to end that and tell people why it's wrong and be like the and because the boys don't like it either it doesn't really represent who they truly are and that's our big thing is that like we're trying to express the fact that these boys yes they have come from a bad situation or they may have lived in a bad situation or whatever it may be but that's not who they are and that's not does not isolate why you should want to help them Right. Um, well, it's like, like, it doesn't represent their future. Yeah, no. You know? And like the reason why we help the boys isn't because of the past they once lived. We help these boys because of who they are mm-hmm. and what they are capable of and what their future will hold and who they are like morally and ethically and everything. And it doesn't help them and it doesn't help their mental health if we continue to exploit them through yes. social media. It's and like victimizing them again. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like poverty per- porn totally like, yeah we don't so need that it's like more thinking we're about trying the to, possibilities um confront those issues okay. respectfully and then we're also trying to work with ourselves internally to make sure that we are projecting the image of the boys and what we are in the best way possible so i think a big part of working with vulnerable children and working in Uganda and things is holding yourself and others accountable because at the end of the day we all are just visitors like yes. you know I came a little less than three years ago almost three years ago for the first time but in the grand scheme of things I'm still just a visitor I don't have any ties there like I'm not from there I don't have family there you know like so we have to make sure that we are all holding ourselves mm-hmm. accountable right and to do the right thing and be respectful there, what we would want done here Yes. Like, if you wouldn't want your family and friends and your loved ones and your community treated a certain way, that we don't go over there and treat them that the exact opposite. So it's very. That's a huge learning, though. I think for like a lot of Americans, maybe not you, because it seems like you've got a a better worldview. Oh no, I figure it's taken me a long time, and I'm nowhere near. A lot of Americans go abroad and just act like americans like yeah. in a, in a, not or, a great sense you know doing medical care when they're not doctors or nurses yeah or it's anything. like it's show respect for the culture um yeah. and be there to make a positive difference but in yeah. a way that fits the culture yeah like not yeah, your view we want to you know? just continue on the narrative that they aren't just like a big term is like one of the things we've recently been doing is like they are commonly known as quote-unquote street kids okay and that's just kind of like a very common term and we have recently been like 
we've been saying it not even like so passively and now we're like we like, are not wait a sec why are we saying yeah this? so yeah. we have like cut that out of our language cut that out of any social media presence any online presence and now just use the term like children experience homelessness yes, or experiencing totally. homelessness and things like that because we're like it's those little things that we need to check ourselves for and making sure that we aren't just being like oh, look at these sad kids, give right. us money. It's like, no, look at these incredibly funny, smart, athletic, witty kids. Like, they're just, they just need a little help financially. Amen. I mean, and like, that's look huge. at them. Like, these kids want to be social workers and lawyers and chefs and mechanics and accountants and, you know, all these things. It, it doesn't matter what they Right, do. and I love, because like, you know, words, words matter. Yeah. Like, a lot of times people don't think they do. And like you said, I love the way you're talking about um, reflecting back at the boys, like who you know they are mm -hmm. and can be. And I think that like, that's something that is v the most important in what the work you're doing. But I think it's something we should be doing every day in our daily lives, mm -hmm. reflecting back to people, like the love, the gratitude, um, the belief we have in them mm -hmm. and seeing the best people, like yeah. and seeing the best in people. And I think- Well, we've actually like done that. Like so when we good. sit down with the boys and we're like, okay, what don't you like about us? <laughs> and it's always like a little, like you sit there all anxious and you're like, oh my God, like, like I feel like- what are they gonna say? Yeah, I feel like I'm like a little kid in the principal's room being called out yeah. and they're like, well, I don't like when you do this. And then we'll be like, okay, we understand we'll work to doing that or like that's, that's what we're learning as well is making it so it's not just like we're telling them what to yeah. do, but we're having a conversation. Even if we don't agree with what they're doing, we'll be like, why do you think that's okay? Let me explain why you, I don't think that's, explain right. to you why I don't think that's okay and this and that. And so it's, we definitely are learning and we're nowhere near perfect, but we're all trying to hold each other accountable and trying to make sure that like what we're doing even if our intentions are good that we are also projecting and doing what we intend yeah, like, to do like walk the talk or talk yeah. the walk whatever yeah. like you're you know you're doing what you say you're going to do in the way it should be done yeah exactly and i think it's awesome um and very humble to like check yourself and mm -hmm. have the boys check you and vice versa but that to me is like just a really good model of a healthy relationship no matter what like mm -hmm. i think any relationships we have whether it's with you with these boys that are going to become these amazing men yeah. or just with your loved ones it's like we should yeah. be holding each other accountable watching what we say because words have meaning yeah and um just hopefully holding each other up and just believing the best of everybody yeah because we all try to, like that's what we say as staff as well it's like we expect a lot from these boys we have to make sure we expect it from ourselves yeah and so like we have to make sure if we do something wrong we say sorry to the boys or we say sorry to each other and if we don't like how one of us like the other staff if we didn't agree with something we said or did or something annoyed us personally or professionally that we need to talk about it because we're telling these boys to talk about their feelings so we need to talk yeah, about you need to us, share you too. Know? so if, they're definitely I mean, teaching us a ton as well which I don't, is that enriches your life a lot i mean i yeah. think that would change you as a person yeah they definitely like it's definitely changed all of our perspectives on like how we act and how we behave and things by telling these boys how to right? act. Right? Yeah, you're like, wait, I gotta check myself. Like, you're not supposed to do this and you're supposed to behave and, then and this and, and that. And then we're like, oh shoot, maybe we should. You're like, wait a sec. Maybe we should be, uh, you know, practicing what we preach. I mean, which is hard because I mean, as a like as a parent, it's so funny because that's one thing you learn too as a parent. You're mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, I just told her not to do that and look, look yeah. what I just did. You know, um, when do you go back to Uganda? December 16th, I leave. Okay. And I get there the 17th. And how long will you be there-ish? Um, uh, maybe until like 
August, September. Okay. Are you excited to go back? Yeah, very excited. Yeah. Do you miss it? Crazy. When yeah. you're not there? Yeah, I've been FaceTiming the boys a lot. Oh, do you think, do you see yourself like, it's probably hard to tell no one has a crystal ball, but like, do you see yourself like living in Africa? Yeah. yeah. I would like it where I could be there full time and come home for, you know, like holidays you and know, month year or something. Yeah. But I would like to be there full time. And yeah, me and Aoife has both talked about that. We both want that for yeah, sure. That's... And then the other like a uh, board member, like a... Uh, the other girls we work Esther, with. Esther, was it, or something? Yeah, so we yeah. have Esther, Jenna, and Alex. Okay. Alex will be at the art show, so oh, you'll cool. meet her. Oh, cool. Okay, that's yeah, great. Yeah, but she, a lot of them are either in school or finishing school and things like that, and their goals are like, I want to be there for six months. I want to be there for a year. I yeah. want to continue to come back. Like, we kind of all have the same idea of, like, I just also, like, I'm so uh, overprotected that I don't think I could trust. Like, besides, like, you know, them and, like, our girls and right. Vincent and things. You want to be there think, doing the work. Yeah, I want to be hands-on. And, like, whenever they are saying, like, oh, we have this problem or this is wrong, I'm always like, oh, I just wish I was there. Like, like even though I, I wouldn't do, do anything more than just say what I'm saying now, I just wish I was there to, like, do To do more. the work. Yeah. And he will be soon enough yeah then i'll regret it no, yeah you'll be like what what's the, and what's what's the website that everyone can go to so it's streets two dash success okay and it's a two the number two so it's no so there oh did you we have two domains two, okay. so either one works so okay. it's either streets number two success.org or okay. streets dash to dash success.org okay. Org. okay and then it's also connected to our instagram which is streets of success our facebook streets of success oh perfect Foundation. okay so people can interact with you any number of ways yes and hopefully they'll give generously i'll be promoting it on my social media mm-hmm. and people know that i'm shameless and asking for money for other people <laughs> so you know now it's the for the boys of yeah. chiseni and um and for annabelle's work and just i want to thank you for like being of that kind of heart and mind and being making a difference to people (laughs) yeah i'm just super stoked to finally meet you in person after Mm -hmm. like talking on email (laughs) and phone and i'm just keep doing what you're doing i think it's super inspiring and i just love that you've got this heart and these boys are gonna grow up to be these men that can like testify to (laughs) to this program and get other boys into Mm -hmm. it so thank you thank you so much for having me thanks for being here yay